Welcome to the Soul Connection Podcast, the place where you get the tools to truly connect to yourself. I am your host, Katie Arnold. Grab your journal, find your comfortable meditation position, and let's connect. Welcome back to the Soul Connection Podcast. I am your host, Katie Arnold, and today is a special bonus episode where we're going to dive a little bit deeper into our intention for the month. So all of our meditation and journaling practices have been on this idea of connection. And I want to dive into today my five components of connection. And these five components of connection are the five things that have truly transformed my life, my ability to reconnect with myself, especially when in those seasons of stress and burnout and fatigue and when life is throwing curveballs my way and there's so much overwhelm and anxiety, these are the practices that really help me come back to center, come back to myself, right? So for this podcast episode today, we're going to dive into each of the five components of connection. Now, the first one is meditation. And this should really come as no surprise to you, right? This is the Soul Connection podcast. Obviously, I fully believe in the power of meditation to help us reconnect with ourselves. And meditation is the practice of single-pointed focus. And that helps the mind to redirect our thoughts. So when we get that like monkey mind crazy that we can't seem to turn off, Meditation is a really beautiful way to help kind of channel those thoughts again. So people often say, I don't feel like I can meditate because I can't stop my thoughts. Well, you're not going to necessarily be able to do that, especially not right away. Meditation is a practice. So as the monkey mind starts to kind of run away with different thoughts, Meditation is this practice of acknowledging, like noticing that it's happening, acknowledging it, and then redirecting it back to that single pointed focus. So back to your breath, back to the presence of your body, back to whatever kind of we are working on in that meditation practice. And next is mindful movement. And of course, you guys know a huge part of mindful movement for me is obviously going to be yoga. I am a yoga teacher. This is one of the things that I do. So mindful movement definitely includes yoga, but this is also more than that. Um, Fun fact, if you don't know this about me, I am a certified personal trainer as well with the National Academy of Sports Medicine. So mindful movement for me is all-encompassing. It is also the ability to go and lift weights appropriately and go out for a run or go for a walk or do Pilates or whatever your movement practices are that you really enjoy. That is mindful movement. And really, mindful movement is the ability to tune into where your body is at on any given day and 
pick the movement practice that best suits where you're at that day. So some days that is going to be a vinyasa yoga class for me, but on another day that might mean restorative yoga. Some days that might mean I have the energy and the ability to go get in a really tough leg workout and go lift heavy weights, but the next day maybe my body's not there and I'm just going to take my dog for a walk and call that good. So mindful movement is that ability to tap into what it is that makes you feel good and listen to your body every given day. If you are a planner, and you are a person like me who likes to have a plan, sometimes this can be hard, right? Like I have run marathons. I've had to follow really strict, so to speak, practices and um, instructions on getting my mileage to 26.2 miles. I can't go from running a mile today to running 26 miles in two days. That's not gonna happen, right? You need a plan. But mindful movement is still that ability to be flexible with the plan. So for me, that was maybe waking up one morning and realizing that that was not going to be the day that I was going to get in a run. And so maybe instead that day I chose to do my cross training, whatever that happened to look like, right? So mindful movement, you can have a plan. You can follow progressive overload strength training plans and still bring in a component of mindful movement. So we are learning to have those conversations with ourselves to understand where we're at. And that's really important. Next is self-care. Now, I know I talk a lot about this, but self-care is not just the bubble baths and the massages and the facials and the mani-pedis. Those things are great. And if they are self-care practices that fill up your cup, by all means, I'm not telling you not to do them. And I'm not telling you that they don't count as self-care. But I also want to fully acknowledge that a daily massage is probably not going to happen for most people. A mani-pedi might not be in everyone's budgets. Um, You might not have a bathtub in your house. You might not even like baths, me. Uh, Sometimes they have a time and a place, but I'm not a huge bath person. So me prioritizing taking a bubble bath is not going to fill my cup. So self-care is the practice of being and asking yourself, what are the things that truly fill up your cup? And that could mean going and working from a coffee shop for an hour or two to get away from your partner and your children or your pets or just to get in a new environment. For me, that really fills up my cup. I'm going to do that in just a little bit after filming this and recording this podcast because I want to go fill up my cup. I need to go fill up my cup. Self-care though is also setting boundaries. And so that can actually be really hard. It's setting boundaries with other people. It's setting boundaries with yourself. It's setting boundaries with your time. Um, A big boundary for me is actually like the overworker type. I am very much that. And I have to set boundaries on how much work I am going to attempt to do in a day. I have to fully acknowledge that I am not going to be more productive just because I'm working 12 to 14 hour days. 
right? That's not going to happen. I hit a point where like my creativity is gone. My focus is gone. And what I actually need is to shut down my computer, put my phone to the side, grab a book and read or sit and binge watch whatever TV show I want to. Self-care practices look so different for each of us. But as the saying goes, you have to fill up your own cup before you can help other people. You cannot give to other people if you are empty. It just doesn't work that way. And of course, next is journaling, right? This should also come as no surprise. The Soul Connection podcast, we are meditating and we are journaling together with every practice. And journaling is a great way to get on that like subconscious level. Like you might start writing and it might feel kind of awkward or feel a little bit of clunky at first. And then, and maybe you've already had this opportunity to experience this, but that moment when you shift into, I don't want to use the word channeling, but like that's what's coming up right now. But you just like, you shift into this space where all of a sudden it's just flowing and you're not really having to think about your what you're writing. And that is where you can get into what your soul truly wants. That can be where you start asking yourself questions about what do I want out of my life? Where do I want to live? What do I want to do next? What is the career path I want to take? Whatever is kind of maybe a place of stuckness for you lately. If you can journal and using the prompts that I share in this podcast or using my free when you're stressed out journal prompts, like those things are just to start the conversation with yourself. And then once you start the conversation, you might be surprised the way things actually start flowing and happening a lot easier, right? And finally, the big one here, community. And I share this really vulnerably, but community is a key component. This community does not have to be local to you. This can be community that is a little bit further away. And I know sometimes there's an added challenge that comes with that as someone who has lived in many places where I didn't have much of a local community and I felt that strain. I still had community with friends that lived further away and they were still my number one support. They were my people. And I have one of my best friends, we do FaceTime dinner dates together and we will just FaceTime one another and eat our dinner and catch up. And it's not the same as when we're in the same room and we can connect with each other in person, but man, it is a really good alternative. So find your people. And if you feel like you don't have people, I want you to come find me on Instagram at I am Katie Arnold and at Soul Connection Podcast. And I want you to know that you have community in me. I I truly believe that community is a key component to this. And we need we need people. We are not meant to live this life alone. We are not meant to live this life isolated. And In fact, just the other day, I read a quote that was from Robin Williams, and I'm going to butcher it here a little bit, but it was essentially saying that we spend our lives thinking that the worst thing is to end up alone, but truly the worst thing is to be surrounded by people who make you feel 
alone. And it really resonated with me in a season of life right now where I feel like I'm trying to find my people. I'm also finding the people who maybe aren't my people in the way that I thought they were. And that can be really challenging and it can be really upsetting and discouraging and at times isolating. But I want you to know that you truly deserve to find the people in your life who are your people, who will support you 100% all the time, who want to spend time with you, who want to see you, who want to cheer you on. You deserve to have that community. So if you are feeling like you don't have that community right now, I want you to come find me on Instagram. I want you to check in and I want to be your community for you. It's This is truly one of the five components of connection because it is so important. Okay, you guys, we went through the five components of connection. We went through mindful movement, meditation, self-care, journaling, and community. These five components, when you work together, you may not get them every single day, and that's okay, but to have them consistently in your life will allow you to feel a greater connection to yourself. And then when life does throw you those curveballs, or sometimes it feels more like a bowling ball coming at you, you have that ability to come back to yourself so much easier and so much quicker because you have these consistent practices in your back pocket or in your toolbox, as I sometimes like to say. Okay, I have a little bit of not a full announcement, but it's more of a tease, I should say. So I have been working on a course to help you take all of these practices and put them into play on an even greater level to find a even greater connection to yourself quicker. That's all I can tell you for today. So I know that's probably a little bit annoying, um, but I am going to leave a link in the description for this podcast episode if you want to put yourself on the wait list to be the first to find out when this course goes live, when it is available. I would be so grateful to have you sign up and to find out, I'm really, I'm so passionate. I am so excited to get this out into the universe, but that's all I can tell you about it so far today. So thank you all so much for joining me, for subscribing to this podcast, for leaving reviews. It truly has just been filling up my cup so much. And I will see you again for your next soul connection practice.